ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber, and joining me as always is my awesome co-host, Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And today we are so honored to have as a guest in our continuing series of why we are wrestling fans. You've heard us talk about him, and if you're, you've been a long-time listener or watcher of the show, you already know who this is. The Podfather himself, Ted the Hillbilly Hill from The Hill Truth. Welcome, Ted. Hey, how you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty glad good. Glad to be here. Oh, we're glad to have you. Uh, you know, because I even told Dwayne, I said, I'm going to reach out to Ted because uh, because I wanted to make sure everything, you know, your schedule was good, make sure everything was cool with you. And I said, okay, I'm going to invite Ted. And you said, heck yeah, I want to come on. And I said, Dwayne, Ted's in. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Dwayne yeah. started jumping up and down for joy. <laughs> I, you know, so uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this is a real honor. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I mean, to be on uh, the Armchair Booking podcast, which you can catch on YouTube, which is the only video platform that they're on. You can also <laughs> find them on Twitter, at Booking Armchair, on Instagram, on Facebook, all those type of things. They've got a TikTok channel that they have been trying to get back going. Then you can find Waylon. He's got his own YouTube with uh, <laughs> Fat Daddy and Big Mama. So they've got their TikTok and their YouTube. Plus, you can find merch for Armchair Booking. And you can find me at Hillbilly Hill on Twitter and my podcast on all your audio platforms. And ladies and gentlemen, Ted did that from memory. And I yes. did not talk to him. So, <laughs> we, uh, so we know Ted is actually uh, – uh, Ted listens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. um, But that is why he's the pod father and – uh, that's why he's number one in Antarctica, trending on MySpace, award-winning. Yes. Uh, speaking of Antarctica, uh, this is a case where real life actually interfered with plans. Were you able to reschedule your meet and greet? We're looking into spring, uh, you know, but it'll be their winter. So we, we got the travel schedule, the uh, migration of the penguins, the iceberg. You know, we got to plan everything, but that's what we're looking for. All right, cool. I mean, I actually, I, I do know a person who's actually was just in Antarctica recently, uh, straight up. Um, in fact, the girl that Dwayne and I interviewed the other day, it's one of her friends. You know, well, one of my wife's friends. One of my friends. But yeah, she was literally just Baby in. there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Hey. Yep. Are you here? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, sorry. I was just talking about. Um, yeah, you kind of froze up yes. on it. Yeah, you froze <laughs> up on us. Uh, uh, my internet connection is unstable. Let me tell my son, get off the internet. Either that or let me just kill all my Wi-Fi <laughs> that I have going um wi-fi dead uh let me kill the other one i apologize for the delay ladies and gentlemen um all right and let me see which connection i'm on anyway because sometimes that makes a difference well while he's fixing that also steve has another podcast called cubicle chat that you can find on twitter and also on all your audio platforms where he talks about other stuff besides wrestling where he has guests on, they talk about pop culture and other things like that. Sure do. Uh, in fact, I was talking to Dwaylon earlier today. Uh, looks like we're going to be having him back on as a guest um, here sometime in the, the near future. Right, Dwaylon? Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. yep. Um, don't know the date yet because I have to also have to work that out with my other co-host. Um, I mean, I, he's he's all down for it, you know, so, um, you know, I think this, that'll be actually be a good show because we were talking about having Dwaylon back on um anyway because Wayland not only is he a good co-host and just awesome dude 
He's also a good guest. You can talk to him about anything. He really is a walking encyclopedia, not just wrestling, <laughs> but just about anything you can think of. Um, Dwayne was right there. And so, yeah, uh, I mean, from what, from stuff I've heard, you know, and stuff, and Dwaylon, and for all you fans that may be your first time listening, because you maybe have followed me over here from the other truth, Dwaylon is like the biggest Led Zeppelin fan <laughs> that there ever was. Yeah, that's me, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't know how hard I was going to start laughing about that one, but that was. <laughs> Um, that's what you call long-term storytelling right there now. Is. that yep. is going back and bringing it up yeah <laughs> yep and, and that is why you are the king <laughs> so um <laughs> but the name of the game today see and now you know we've already talked about how our contact listing info and i was going to even say hey ted i stole this idea from you since a lot of people don't make it to the end of the podcast why don't you tell us how do people get a hold of you and how they catch your show first but now we've already done that and that's We've already got it out of the way. Yeah. Yep. See, we're all we're all in the same wavelength here. Yep. Uh so tell us why, Ted, you know, when we go into why we're wrestling fans, there's always a beginning. You know, so tell us your beginning on your fandom. Uh like a lot of your guests, blame it on grandma. Okay. <laughs> I mean uh yeah. I remember late seventies, seven, eight years old. And, you know, and uh, back home, we called her Mama. Okay. So it wasn't Grandma, it was Mama. And Mama would have on wrestling. And the two shows that I remember at an early age was um, ICW, which is Angelo Poffo's promotion mm-hmm. out of Kentucky. Yeah. With uh, Leaping Lanny and the Macho Man Randy Savage before he became big and blew up the world uh that and mid-atlantic so those were the two that i remember as a, a small child watching and uh it just you know it was the same thing every saturday you watch cartoons till about noon okay because now you young people there was no cartoon network there was no disney there was Mm-mm. no none of this nope you had cartoons till about noon then mid-atlantic come on from 12 to 1 and ICW come from one to two, and then that was it. I mean, two was the – mom didn't even want me to stay in the house at two on <laughs> yeah. Saturday. Yeah. You know, I was out the door, and you don't come back till it was dark and supper time. Yep. Get out. Yep. So but that's the way it was, and I just remember watching it every every Saturday. And um, then, uh, then early 80s, and again, I can't remember if – I don't remember how we did it. I don't remember if we got a box. I don't remember what dad had hooked up to the TV. But all I know is we got a couple extra channels, and one of them was the Superstation, TBS. And then every Saturday night at 6.05, it started out Georgia Championship Wrestling, and that just, oh, man, I was even more. It was was like a drug, you know, (laughs) Saturday night, 6.05. Oh wow! So you said late seventies, so yeah, um, definitely beat me, um, Dwayne. That's not the right about the time that you may have started watching mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I started watching about five, about five years old. So yeah, late seventies. Yep. And you said as with your grandma, I'm the only person you know apparently that did not 
start watching it with their grandma. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else, you know, um, did. <laughs> so, um, so what was it about it when you first started watching it that made you just hooked? I mean, almost like addictive, like you had to watch it. Uh, just the characters, you know, uh, and especially back then because, um, you know, you had a lot of promos, a lot of promos. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the matches on TV were more of your, what we would call an enhancement talent, sort of like dark or dark elevation now. Uh, every now and then you'd have a big angle play out on TV, but just the, the way they would talk, you know, it just captivates you. And uh, then I remember, I don't even remember how old I was, but uh, Mid-Atlantic and ICW would come on a loop and usually a couple times a year there, they would come through our area and do a, a show at one of the local high schools. And I remember just going to that and seeing the crowd. And again, back when kayfabe was real, mm -hmm. you would see these older people at ringside get so upset yeah, and, yeah. and want to, to hurt somebody because the one that they loved and we're cheering for was getting beat. And it was just the passion of it and stuff like that. It just, I don't know. It was just great storytelling. It was, uh, you know, I always liked the, the comic books and the superheroes and stuff, but these seemed to me more, I guess, in a way more relatable because mm -hmm. they weren't aliens or didn't have superpowers. They were just, men in underwear yeah. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> fighting each other. Yeah. But they still had characteristics about them that was like, man, this is this is just so cool. Oh, so who were some of your favorite wrestlers back then and who were some of your favorites now? Uh well back then, uh and and again, I don't know what, what it says about me as a person, but I always gravitated towards the bad guys, you know, and Same. I don't know why. But me too. <laughs> uh so, like in ICW, it was Randy Savage, you know, the macho man. He was just so, even back then, uh, just the charisma about him. And even though I knew he cheated and I knew what he was doing as a, a younger person, that you're not supposed to do that because, you know, I played sports and, and you know, you're taught not to cheat. But, and I knew he was cheating, but, you know, him and uh, he had uh, uh, Cowboy – Bob Orton was one of his sidekicks there. And, uh, you know, they were just doing things underhanded, but just the charisma of him. Um, and then on the mid Atlantic side, uh, you know, just some of them, uh, cause you know, a lot of people don't realize that in those early mid Atlantic days in the late seventies and early eighties, you know, flair was just coming into his own. And a lot of times he was the baby face, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I gravitated more towards, uh, uh, Greg Valentine, you know, he was a great heel. You know, I, I, I liked Valentine. Um, also there for a while before he be become GI Joe Sergeant Slaughter in the WWF, Sarge was in mid Atlantic yep. and, uh, mm -hmm. he was a heel and he had the classic, uh, U.S. title where the, the plate was shaped like Thank the United you. States yep. of America. Yeah. And, you know, he was a bad guy and I, I liked him and, uh, just some of those. And then, um, you know, it was just, those were some of my earliest memories and some of those I really liked back then. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, as it went on into the 80s and Jim Crockett and, and we got those, of course, the horsemen, you know, I mean, that was that was my guys, you know, horsemen. And uh, then more on the mid card. Uh, and, and for people, I'm telling you now, if you've never go back and watch it, but there's a guy named Pistol Pez Wallen. Yes. Yep. When yep. He, yep. And when he turned heel and become Shaska Watley, his year-long feud in 86 with Jimmy Valiant. Yeah. If you will listen to his promos, I'm telling you, <laughs> it will it will crack you up. But I love Shaska. You know, he was he was just killing it. So, you know, that whole Crockett, I, I tell some of my friends now, especially if you like promos, to me, the peak year of Jim Crockett promotions was 1986. You can find it on Peacock. And it's just promo after promo. You have Dusty. You have Magnum. You have the Rock and Roll Express. You've got Cornette, Midnight Express. You've got the Road Warriors. You've got the Horsemen. I, I mean, it's just such great stuff. That mm -hmm. that whole year was just, just awesome to me. You know, it was like the, the peak of Jim Crockett. So, uh, you know, I love that. Um, now, you know, you skip forward today. Um, I, FTR are my guys, you know, I love them. Um, I love FTR or, um, probably some other ones. Uh, you know, I, I haven't gotten to watch as much new Japan over the years as I've wanted to, but what I have watched, I really love Will Ospreay. Mm -hmm. Not just for his in ring, but he is just a great heel. Yeah. Uh, Jay White. Jay White is a great heel. Uh, I love his heel work. Um, you know, uh, and a lot of these are AEW guys. Um, you know, I, I don't watch as much WWE probably as a lot of other people, but, uh, you know, uh, but as far as AEW, like I said, there's FTR, there's, um, those guys, um, I don't know. You know, you never know. I mean, I, I do – Kenny Omega is a great wrestler, uh, but right now I don't know. You know, I love the heel belt collector, Kenny Omega, but now that he's back, you know, I don't know how that's going to go. I like the House of Black. I think they're mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, you know, just some of those. Oh, Shaska Watley. Wow, that's uh... – <laughs> Um, and when you talk about his promos, one thing I remember he kept because Jimmy Boogie William and Valiant, he was my favorite wrestler back then. And so, um, Pistol Pez, you know, when he turned on him, and I remember when he turned on him, I'm not going to get into why he turned on him. No, um, no, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but of course, when he did turn on him, he had some, he just happened to have a pair of scissors on him at the time. Yeah. So, you know, when he cut Jimmy's ponytail off, uh, makes me think it may have been premeditated, but. After that, he kept referring to uh, Boogie Woogie as an undercover hillbilly. Uh, undercover <laughs> hillbilly, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but then, and the rest of his stuff was, you know, was, was golden. But that was the one part I always remember was the undercover hillbilly. Yep. And yep. actually, you know, he he went in the WWE Hall of Fame what in the past couple of years, like in their um, yeah, you know, at the legacy section mm -hmm. or yeah, um. Yeah, and I was I was glad to see that because he was one that I don't think really got his due um, no. as much as what he should have. But yeah, he he was awesome. And then <laughs> um, that was when Manny also turned on on Boogie Woogie because he had that briefcase. I guess it was full of money, 
that Paul Jones yeah. had. He just slammed it, and he then he clocked Jimmy Valiant upside mm-hmm. the head, and and I was like, man, everybody's beating up Jimmy. You know, I need to go in there and help him. All ten years old of me. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, last year, I went to an indie show in South Carolina. Uh, Boogie Woogie Man was there. Uh, he, I think he said he was. 80 or 81. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. He was doing meet and greets. He had a little booklet, a uh, little paperback booklet on how to become a professional wrestler. Gave you advice, training tips, uh, nutrition. Uh, I bought it. He signed it. So I've got it <laughs> somewhere. And then that night, uh, I think it was the opening match, uh, he wrestled in a six-man. So, uh, you know. At about 80-some years old, I mean, he didn't do a lot, but he was in the ring, and he was dancing, and he grabbed somebody and kissed him right on the mouth, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he poked him in the eye, and he was typical Jimmy Bay, and right. 80-some years old, you know, so what can uh, you say? He's still doing it. I'm finally going to get to get the chance to meet him in March because they're having a, um, a fan fest event. It's up in Chillicothe, Ohio, being put on by Bobby Fulton. And he does this about once every six months. Um, and Jimmy's going to be there. Rock and Roll Express is going to be there. Arn Anderson's going to be there along with his son, Brock. Um, there's a couple other ones. And I'm like, yeah, this is the one. Cause it, it looks like uh, quite a few of the old Mid-Atlantic and Jim Crockett ones from yeah. when I was watching it are going to be there. And, yeah, and see, this is when I, I really need to have Dwayne come up, you right. know, for, you know, a couple of days and stay with stay here at the house. And we would head up there and up to the great town of, of Chillicothe, who apparently <laughs> they had a serial killer a few years ago. I don't think they ever caught him. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of, you know, the live events, perfect segue, actually. You know, you're talking about going to the indie show. Um, could you give a, a guesstimate on how many live events you've been to and as far as, like, meeting wrestlers and, you know, what are some of your best experiences with that or your most favorite ones? Um, okay, so when I was young, Every time they came, so I, you know, like I said, you know, they were just little house shows at the the high school, so I couldn't count those. Uh, I don't know how many of those that I saw, and those, um, as far as experience on that, um, I don't remember. Maybe ten, maybe eleven. I can't remember. Um, my aunt uh, worked at a convenience store, and. Uh, the county I grew up in, the streets pretty much rolled up at eight o'clock or nine. <laughs> so this convenience store was the only one had gas pumps, little convenience store. It was the only one open and it stay open to midnight. And I remember going to um to one of the events to high school and my mom afterwards said we need to go up and said, I I need to talk to my sister. She's working. So we went up there. And usually the I guess you know, the wrestlers, since it was the only place open, would stop by there. Mm-hmm. And um, that night, Randy Savage and Ronnie Garvin had beat each other half to death in the main event. Well, they'd stop there to get them something to eat or something to drink, and they were laughing with each other out in the parking lot. So that killed yeah, kayfabe for me. Right. You know, that was my Santa Claus is mommy and daddy moment. You right, know, and it right. broke my heart. So that's one memory from an early one. Uh, as I got older, uh, I really didn't get to go to anything until um, 
my sons, um, I forget how old they were, and I was trying to get them into wrestling. And uh, when we were living in, um, we were living in North Carolina. I do remember going to a. Um, this was mid two thousands. Uh, there was a pay-per-view at Charlotte, uh, WWE, may have been Vengeance or one of those that they don't name anymore. Right. Um, right. I know, I know DX was back, uh, Sean and, uh, Triple H and that was when they were feuding with, uh, the Spirit Squad. So yeah, it was one uh, of those pay-per-views. Either, either, I think it was Vengeance. Yeah, I think you're okay. right. Either Vengeance or Backlash, one of the two. Yeah, one of those. But it was in Charlotte, so I took my boys to that. And then uh, didn't really go to anything up until here recently. Uh, then in the last year, um, let's see, 20, let's see, 2020, 2021, I went to two AEWs. 2022, I went to an AEW. Uh, have been going to a lot of, you know, sort of indie shows uh, because where the AEW guys get to wrestle, you know, independent shows, you mm-hmm. can see a lot of them around here in North and South Carolina. Uh, been to several meet and greets. Uh, I did go not this uh, Thanksgiving 2022, but Thanksgiving 2021, they have a big uh, wrestlecade in Winston-Salem yes. where they've got – I did get to go to that and got to meet a, a lot, you know, so I've met quite a few. I've gotten, you know, quite a few pictures and uh, autographs and because uh, I know the WrestleCade in 2021, the main event was uh, Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews. And that was before Buddy had came to AEW. But, right. uh, yeah, that was a, a really good event. They had like a, um, a battle royal that had – a couple of guys that used to be in ECW and some local talent. And uh, I know the last entry, uh, they started playing Inner Sandman. Mm-hmm. So everybody thought Ooh. Sandman from ECW was coming. Right. Uh, and they were looking at the entrance, but then the spotlight turned in the crowd and the spotlight come and it was Hornswoggle. <laughs> so he's, he's coming down the aisle. And we were like maybe three or four rows back. I mean, we were pretty close to ringside there. And he comes up through there and he's got a kendo stick just like Sandman. <laughs> and like the row in front of us, he he tells a guy to move out of his chair, grabs his beer, starts swigging it, stands up in the chair and does the whole Triple H thing where he spits the beer back up there. <laughs> Oh. He gets in the ring, starts hitting people with the kendo stick, and, uh, you know, beats up a bunch of them. Then he just rolled out of the ring. You know, he never did get technically <laughs> and he was gone. Uh, it was a full-size kendo stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah about as tall as he was. So it was pretty oh, good. Oh, I really hope somebody has got that. Oh, yeah. It's like, let me steal they... a couple of gimmicks and then roll yeah. on out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if somebody and, has and, that. I mean, that night. Uh, that that night there was uh, Jeff Jarrett against Matt Cardona, and he gave Cardona a really wicked uh, guitar shot. Jay Lethal was there; he was getting beat up. He ran to the backstage, and 
then he come back as black machismo, you know, he come back, done all <laughs> yeah. that. he done a whole wardrobe change and then come back and finish the match. So, uh, yeah, that was a really good time. That sounds like kind of like, was it Foley in 99? Was that the year he did that? Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. 98. Yeah. Where he did the three. Yeah. Yeah. And since then, he's also came in as just Mick Foley. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking Saturday night, we're probably going to see that with Bray Wyatt. He's going to be the six faces. He's going to be Uncle Howdy, run back, be the thing, be Bray Wyatt, be, you know, Sister Abigail, be that yeah. rabbit, be, you know, uh, all those. He's going to be all six of them. So there's only going to be other 24 other wrestlers in the right. Rumble. He'll be right. six of them. Because he's taking uh, six spots. And maybe yeah. at some point they'll explain to what a Mountain Dew pitch black match is. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they just didn't have just just let them wrestle. You don't have to put anything, all this stupid stuff on it. Just let why, them wrestle. Yeah. Why start with a gimmick match? Yeah. I mean, well, that's what they did with Karrion Cross and uh, Drew McIntyre. They started yeah. with a strap match, and it's like you do yeah. not start you do not start a a feud and go straight to the strap match. That's you know back in the day that was like. The end. That's when your yeah. opponent kept running, and you had to keep him in the ring. You know, and, and right about now, Dwayne, what would we always say? You know who we need to ask? Ted. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what do you think, Ted, about how starting a feud with a gimmick match? I yeah, I don't like it. You know, and uh, I you, you got to build to it. You exactly. know, there has to be a reason. Uh, yeah. Like right now, I've. I was going to do a whole episode on mine, but I will go ahead and rant on this. Um, I'm sorry, WWE fans, but you all, uh, they have ruined the normal steel cage match for me. Yes. I to agree. Escape the cage is not a way to win. Okay. It needs to be by pinfall or submission. Yeah. When you have two people in a heated feud, you One know, of them shouldn't run away. The baby face, yeah. yeah. You, 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 the baby face wants to get you in the cage because of interference or mm-hmm. because of everything. He wants you by himself, and the heel will normally try to chicken out of it. But yeah. then at the last minute, he'll say, "Well, if I get you in the cage, I'm going to tear you up or whatever." But when you get them both in the cage and it's heated, um, if the heel plays the chicken role and escapes, he should not be rewarded for it. Exactly. And if you're exactly. the face. If you are the face, you should not want to escape to win the match. You want to beat the guy down yeah. and then walk out. I agree. So that's what I'm saying. The whole thing with gimmick matches, you build to it, you build to it, you build to it, you build just like we saw it last year. Um, you know, our condolences to the Briscoe family. Absolutely. Jay Briscoe and all that. But one one that I've ever I rank it up there with Steamboat. And Flair, FTR, and the Briscoes had a normal match. Yep. Then they went two out of three falls. The tension kept building. Yeah. Then they went to the dog collar for the finale. Yep. Great storytelling. That's That's how you do it. it. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, once you start with the gimmick match, where do you really logically go from there? I mean, you can't. Well, like I go, I go back to Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. They started yeah. with a strap match, then the next match they had was a cage match, and then the feud was over. It's like, right. yeah, 
it's like they didn't know where to go from there so they just dropped it and it's like that's and that's been the fundamental problem with wwe's booking for the last 10 years or more is that they throw stuff out there and then they don't know where they're going with it and so it's like oh well we're done with it we'll move on to something else the fans will just forget about it and we thought Uh, we were done with that go ahead chad i'll even yeah and i'll even say I'll criticize AEW a couple years ago with uh, the pinnacle and inner circle. Yes. Yes. Should have never started with the blood and guts because after the blood and guts, you didn't have anywhere to go with. Exactly. Yeah. They should have built to that. They should have had little mini feuds between the different members and things and then build to the, to faction against faction and all that. But yeah, they just, right out the gate went for blood and guts and then it's like it just fizzled out after that because they didn't have anywhere to go yep Yep. oh and speaking of the rumble i'm kind of you know segue a little bit into uh modern stuff uh ted you want to give some predictions what you think about uh the rumble the so far there's five matches two of those of course are the rumble matches and we've already mentioned the Bray Wyatt and LA Knight, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. And apparently they have sponsors for matches now. I don't know what to think about that. It's like, a, it's like NASCAR. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I, and see, that's, that's, and see again, and, and I'm just going to throw this out. I know, uh, um, Steve, you know, you were, you know, in the military and stuff. And if you still got any connections in the government, uh, let's let sponsors, take over some of the debt. Uh, when we do these space launches, you know, I always thought back in the day when the shuttle would go up, it should be like NASCAR. It should be in plaster. It should have been the Coca-Cola <laughs> space shuttle. Yeah. That, you know. Just stickers and everything everywhere. Be, you know, the Burger King Coca-Cola Penzoil space shuttle is going up today there with the go. astronauts. There you go. Let them fit the bill. Let them fit the bill. But, um, oh. <laughs> So, uh, Rumble, um, my, I mean, I'm pretty much like everybody else I, that I've seen online. Uh, I think Cody will probably – I don't know what they're going to do with Sammy. I'm worried if Sammy's in the Rumble and Cody wins it, then we may have a uh, situation with Batista, you know, Batista Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan situation. Yes, yes. yes. So I don't know, uh, but if Sammy's doing something else on the side, then you know I'm I'm assuming Cody will probably win the men's. Uh, Rhea Ripley should win the women's. You know, uh, I hundred really percent agree. Yeah. There's not right now. No disrespect to Bianca or anybody else, but right now there is not a more complete female performer in WWE yeah. than Rhea Ripley. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if not Rhea Ripley, then I'll second with Shayna Baszler. Because yes, yeah. and they do not they just do not do her justice. I mean, they they the money feud is right there mm-hmm. with her and Ronda Rousey, but instead they've got her just following Ronda Rousey around doing her dirty work. And it's like one, yeah. why does Ronda need anybody to do her dirty work? Right. Two, why are you not giving us this feud? Two legit yeah. fighters. Yeah, and I'm guessing I can't go with Ember Moon this year. No, she no. is, <laughs> but she is the Ring of Honor uh, Women's World Champion. Yeah, there you go. So they, they you know um, what, Forbidden Door. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now I will say on the men's rumble, 
if Cody does not win it or if they don't decide to do Sammy, my personal favorite is the second best heel behind MJF in the business today. And that takes Condom. Okay. I love me some Dominic Mysterio. Okay? <laughs> times, I'm a Him coming out with the purple bandana on his face and everything. Yes. It's like, stop that. <laughs> I mean, he's he's so I mean, because a year ago when he was with his dad, I'm like, man, he just bless you, you know, as we say in the South, yeah. bless his heart. Oh. You know, bless his heart. But now it's like he's he's so useless. He knows he's useless. Oh, yeah, he knows. Damien Priest and Finn Balor knows he's useless. Rhea knows, Rhea Ripley he's, knows useless. he's useless. Yeah. But, but he's just playing it up, and I love it. It was yeah. such a great thing for him. <laughs> so, yeah. So, ex-con Dom, baby. You know, I'm all on board Um, I mean, they have 16 people already announced for the men's, which I'm thinking, why do you announce, you know, over half yeah. the entrance already? But as far as all the ones who are uh, announced – Vince is back, so I could easily see him trying to give it to Austin Theory. Yeah. Um, or sliding Brock in there at the last minute and give it to Brock. Oh, yeah. I, you know Remember, what? they I, did that before. They did, and I would have a yeah. right in my living room if they did that. Same. Um, <laughs> and almost, I can't see it. He's not ready for like no, a, a main no. event. No. Um, Drew, not again. Carrying Cross, I could actually see that one. That one, I think, actually would be. Decent Cody, I've actually thought about him. The only reason I don't think they'll give it to Cody is because they need to finish up him and Seth Rollins. And if they give to Cody, unless they were to all of a sudden put the title on Seth, you know, to hand that's who Cody would go against at WrestleMania for that, you know, but I yeah. don't see that happening. Um, all the WrestleMania plans are kind of up in the air because the rock, yeah. the rock has said that he doesn't think he's going to have time to get into ring shape before WrestleMania right. because of all his other, you know, commitments that he's got. So if they don't go there, then I don't know. It leaves it kind of wide open. Cause like you said, Cody could win or Seth could win or Sammy could win, especially if there's no Roman versus rock, then you've got several people who could challenge for the title. I would go with Roman and Sammy at WrestleMania if they can't do the rock because that would be the perfect end to the whole bloodline Sami Zayn saga would be for Sami to get to finally realize that they were using him and get his get a title shot. Not saying he's going to win it, but just him being in the main event would, you know, be perfect for that story. I was talking to the guys from the dad word order podcast uh, last Saturday when mm-hmm. I was at the, the NWF event down in Covington. Right. And we were talking about that, the whole thing with Sam, and they actually brought up the Elimination Chamber. And yeah. we finally, we kind of got to the scenario, I was like, wait a minute, what if um, KO, Kevin Owens, is also, what if he's also in the Elimination Chamber? Because for some reason, they always put the world champion in the Elimination Chamber for yeah. whatever yeah. reason. And all of a sudden, he may get eliminated, but he turns around stuns Roman Reigns, and then looks at Sammy and says, Merry there Christmas, you go. Yeah. and walks out. Yeah. You know, so that's a as a possibility too. Scenario. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just figured I'd throw that one in there just because it, it was brought up to me, and I meant to tell you about the other day, Dwaylon, and I totally forgot. Kind of like, and I got to finally got to say it, Dwaylon. Uh, Ted, not too long ago, my sister was actually back because my sister lives in Newburn. She was actually back in Hopkinsville visiting 
my mom and stepdad while she was there she ran into Waylon's brother terrence yeah and she sent me a picture oh, okay yeah you know so i keep on meaning to bring it up on the podcast and i finally <laughs> remember <laughs> uh because terrence is actually somebody we'd like to get on to do this yeah. series as well um in fact if we get them together well, now, you know, yeah go ahead um uh, I, I i do agree with elimination chamber but now this is just my prediction my prediction is the elimination chamber because is it not in Canada? Mm-hmm. Oh, my uh, might be. Let me check. You know what? I think that's another reason why they brought that up because Sami Zayn, I mean, um, he is I, pretty popular, especially if that, it's in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's going to be a big storyline, but I could actually see it mania. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy taking the tag titles off the Usos if they don't go with Sammy against Roman. Right. I mean, that's that's one possibility. It depends on what they're going to do with Cody and, again, Rock. Then I saw another report that there was a talk of Austin against Roman. I, you know, I don't know. Mm. but Yeah, it's going to be at the Bell Center in Montreal. Oh, okay. So that so there will be something big in the storyline there because now here's the other thing: the whole bloodline cannot be in Canada because the Usos. Uh, the Usos. Right. Yeah. Which one has the DUI? I always forget. actually both of them. Have <laughs> both of them do. Both okay. of them have DUIs. Yeah. Okay. They can't go nope. into another country. Nope. So they, the, they won't be there. So to just be Solo Sokoa would be the only backup that Roman would have. So. Yeah. There will be something big happening at the Elimination Chamber, which I think will feed into the story into uh, WrestleMania. But, right. again, you know, depending upon the Rumble, because at this point with the Rumble, for all I know, like I said, if Vince is back in charge, he may have made amends with uh, uh, Shane. Shane may come out at 30 and win it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you never know, really. Um. Granted, it was when I heard that Vince fired Shane last year. I was like, "Okay, Vince ain't playing around. He's yeah. he's, he's pretty yeah. mad." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, 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 for some reason, I'd forgotten about the Usos. Um, they can't go into Canada because, nope. um, and this is actually something. How serious Canada are about that? My wife, Ted, I told you before we started recording, she's a travel agent. She's whenever she books somebody on like international travel, if they're doing a layover in Canada, they have to check their, just a layover. They're only there at mm-hmm. the airport, not leaving. They have to check their background. If they've had it, they can't even do a layover in Canada. Yeah. Canada. You know, yeah. And, and they don't care how long ago the DUI was. If you've ever had a DUI, you're not allowed in the country. So, well, you know, the only thing I know about how strict Canada is, is because my wife has made me watch Yellowstone, and one time them horses went from Montana into Canada. And there was a big, uh, yeah, there was a big problem there. So yeah. I know Canada is really strict about DUIs and and horse thieves and letting horses <laughs> get into Canada. So. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to. Apparently, I'm gonna have to watch that show. I, I like hearing... it. I think it's good. Okay, you know yeah, what? She's I'm... made me watch it, so I'm I'm okay with it. Now she's got me. Uh, I haven't caught all of 1883, but I'm I'm working on it, and then yeah. we're gonna get to 1923. So we're we're working on it. We're working <laughs> on. It. Oh, well, I'm just missing out on all these shows, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, but speaking of Canada, I do want to give a shout out to Wrestling with the Truth to BC Hunter and, yeah. and Jay Myers because they were on our show 
not too long ago, had another great time with them. And I actually told BC later on, I was like, you know, I think we've actually only had two conversations with them, but it feels like we've been friends. Oh yeah. For forever. a long time. Yeah. You know, uh, two great guys, great show, you know, and Ted, you've been on their <laughs> show. Yeah, you know, they're I mean, a bunch of hacks. They're a bunch <laughs> of hacks. That's all they are. That's right, BC. You're you're listening. You know. <laughs> um, I love I, those. I love those guys. Love those guys. And Ted, you've also been. Uh, you were part of the was it the Smack Raw podcast network? Or was yes. It the, yes. Um, and I know that uh, it was an amicable split. You know where it kind of dissolved because I think BC and Jay, they were also part of that for a short time. Um, but I mean, I also like the, the podcast with, was it Kyle and RN, you know, for, yeah, yeah for that. And, they, and I've, I've sent messages. I believe it's Kyle who actually runs their Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Me. And, you know, we've messaged back and forth a couple of times because I like what they're doing on their show. Uh, it's not really wrestling um, the part, but when they're talking about, uh, there being mental health up. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I told him, I said, I said, Joel and I, we've been very open in our show. Oh yeah. You know about that, yeah. and we're very happy. You know, I'm glad they're doing it as well, and they they have my support 100. percent Well, now as far as SmackDown, I'm just going to give you all the real thing here. They said it was amicable, but we were all together, and I was in my locker room, minding my own business. Uh, I had my dog with me, and they kicked open the door. And I thought they were going to punch me, so I punched first. And then a friend of mine threw a chair, and then he bit one. No, wait a minute. That, that's the wrong fight. I'm sorry. That was uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega punch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. No, they just – everybody was just doing their own thing, and uh, and that was it. And Will and Allison, the box spots and chair shots, I always have a hard time pronouncing that. <laughs> Uh, Will is one of the hardest working guys. Uh, he does one or two shows a week. He has interviews. He writes for other websites, his website. Uh, you know, he's got his TikTok going. He's just so busy. So everybody was doing their own thing. And, uh, you know, and it was like, yeah, you know, however y'all want to do it. But yeah, I still keep in contact with them. And, uh, like I said, guys from wrestling with the truth, uh, jaded wrestling Taylor, he's my buddy. Uh, he calls me, you know, we talk two or three times a week. Uh, and so, yeah, there's a lot of them, but, uh, yeah, I love all of those guys. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think like, well, we've actually mentioned on the show and, and, uh, just to each other in private conversations, we say, if it wasn't for Ted, a lot of these shows, we wouldn't know about each other. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I know, uh, we are both very appreciative of, of everything you've done as far as the shout outs and then, uh, connecting everybody, you're, uh, your weekly tweets that you put out where you tag everybody because you tag me, you tag Dwaylon and you tag the cubicle chat. So it's not just wrestling podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that is why you are the pod father. You have definitely right. earned the title. <laughs> um, well, it's funny because what I'll be honest with you, what I do is, uh, you know, sometimes I have to purge it because there's some people I shout out that never respond. So I'm sorry, but you're on the purge list. Right. Uh, but, uh, I do try to mix it up a little bit and put some podcasts and some people with others that I think that they might get to know. So if I see each other's name, you know, so I'm trying to play uh, Love Island matchmaker, you mm-hmm. know, trying to get people together to see. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to see what happens, you know, see uh, some interaction there, you know. So, uh, 
And at the end of the day, it's all carny stuff. I'm just a, a carny at heart. I'm, uh, you know, I'm playing everybody. It's, you know, I seem to be nice, but at the end of the day, it's all about me. Hey. So, you know, that's all it is. got to do what you got to do. Hey, the hillbilly hill. Yeah, you know. That's you know? Right. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. And people get it. I mean, it, this is the hill truth. And you definitely opened our eyes, you know, uh, and I don't know, are we converted yet, Dwayler? Are we still holding out converting to the dark side, you know, being, or you were already kind of a heel. So I was already on the dark side. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's more comfortable over there. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I, I mean, <laughs> like the one meme, you know, Hey, cookie monster, come to the dark side, get a free cookie. Yeah, you know exactly. There's, there's free cookies. I'm there because yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a fat guy with diabetes. Of course. I like <laughs> so, oh, but, uh, Dwayne, do you have any, any, more questions uh, no or... nothing i can think of um ted as always it was a pleasure glad uh to see you're doing well and uh hopefully we'll get you back on the show soon yeah yeah we're, we're you know i appreciate this you know like i said wrestling I, I i just you know i i dropped out for a few years but i'm back i love it it's just uh and i'm so fortunate and i am so blessed i will say you know i that's the thing about the podcast. Um, you know, I'm a truck driver, so right, I'm in for right. 10 to 14 hours a day. So I'm listening to all sorts of stuff, you know, and I've just found a lot of great, uh, you know, people I've contact like you guys and others that I've met. And, uh, you know, it's just a big community. And I, and I want to say thank you because, you know, some of y'all that have listened to my podcast know that, uh, you know, we lost our house to a fire. And, you know, uh, my son set to go fund me up and even just through that and the DMS that I got, you know, and I was telling my wife and she's like, who are these people? And I'm like, podcast people, podcast people. <laughs> she's like, she's like, do people really like you and listen? And I said, yeah, I'm sort of a big deal, huh? You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a big deal. Around but, here. <laughs> yeah, but but seriously, I, I thank everybody. And, you know, and that's what people don't understand. It's the wrestling community, whether it's on Twitter or whether you go to independent shows or or whatever, they really are a family because back in the day, it was, it was taboo to say you like to watch right. professional wrestling. Yeah. And you connect. And, you know, the only thing that I've told people that, that I've ever found comparable to wrestling fans, the only thing close to me was NASCAR fans. You know, back in the day, I don't mm -hmm. know about the nowadays. I don't watch it anymore. But back in the day, those people, you know, they were, they were tight-knit. Even though, you know, they had their driver and you had your driver and you couldn't stand it on race day, but, man, you could still connect and you mm -hmm. could still talk. and. Right. and you still love the sport and I, and that's the thing about wrestling. And, uh, I'll just say to everybody again, I've said on my podcast, there's no use to fight on Twitter. There's no use to do all this. Wrestling mm -hmm. is like pizza. Everyone likes a certain crust. They yep. like certain toppings. They like a certain brand, whether it be DiGiorno, Pizza Hut, Red Baron, you know, whatever, yeah, Papa right. John's, but we all love pizza. Yep. So, it's okay to like something different than somebody else. You don't have to get in a big fight and a big argument and all that. Right. You know, it's just pretty much, you know, just respect each other. It's, 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 it's wrestling. Okay. Right, right. It's again, 
you know, grown men in underwear pretend fighting. Okay. Exactly. You don't have exactly. to get so upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and NASCAR, I did see somebody get stabbed in the parking lot in Rockingham one time. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. They're, they're, I now, I don't know if it's because they had a disagreement about the driver or just because people were drunk, you know, after the race. Well, yeah, that, was, that, that could have been that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just figured out that that's a story for another day. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but all right, Ted, well, go ahead, you know, and like I said, I'm going to copy you again. How do people find your podcast once again? All right. Uh, you can find me on Spotify, Google, Amazon iHeart, Pocket Cast, I don't know. About anything with audio, you can find The Hill Truth, okay? Ted, The Hill Wheel of Hill, you can find it there. That's all I'm on is audio. I am audio exclusive, okay? I don't do the YouTube. I don't do the TikTok. I don't do any of that yet. Uh, one day I will do TikTok. Not doing YouTube. I'm going to be like Sting. I'm going to hold out to the last <laughs> minute before I ever jump right. to WWE and do YouTube. <laughs> now, these guys are okay, and I appreciate it, but not me. I'm not doing it. Uh, there are some fake Pinterest accounts for Ted the Hillbilly Hill, but that's not me. Just Twitter, at Hillbilly Hill. Okay. All right, cool. And everybody knows where to find us. Uh, Ted, thank you uh, yeah, so much. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, we've thank been you. Wanting, thank you, guys. You know, and uh, hopefully, you know, people will, well, we'll probably have more people coming from your podcast to ours because I think your audience base is probably a lot bigger. Um, you know, no, it, 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 it's, it's all smoke and mirrors. Okay. That's all it is. That's all it is. I'm faking everything, guys. Okay. It's all a work. Don't believe none of it. <laughs> Uh, but we certainly try. I mean, and you definitely set the bar high for podcasters. Uh, give kudos to Daniel, your producer. Um, you got yes, Daniel. doing Daniel's doing a great job, you know. Doing a great um, job. But in, until we can talk again, my, my friend, I want you to say good night and God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless.